Well, we can't believe this is actually happening, but it is. We're live on YouTube. Hey guys, it's Tommy and Patty Alderman from Alderman Farms in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Um, we've got a program guide here, uh, and we're probably going to botch the whole thing of trying to follow the program guide because we're nervous as a pair of long-tailed cats in a room full of rocking chairs. Um, <clears throat> this is our first foray into uh, being live on the World Wide Web like this. Um, so uh, the first thing we want to do though is tell you that we're so thankful to be a part now of the Homestead Network. <clears throat> Brad and Krista over at Big Family Homestead and um, all the other folks part of the uh, Homestead Network. I see Brad and Krista have jumped on board. Hey guys, pray for us. <laughs> We've got the jitters. <laughs> Look, there's a there's a link down in the description of this video that'll take you to the Homestead Network website. It'll give you a rundown on all the other great channels that are part of this network and a program guide and um, so forth and so on. So, Patty, I'm going to stop talking now and, and let you refer back to our program guide to get us back on track. We're do you're doing fine, baby. All right. <laughs> we just want to tell you a little bit about ourselves. The ones that you don't know us, we have some friends that should be watching that do know us. But we just want to let y'all know that you know we grew up in Baker, Louisiana. Um, we were both born down there, and we're in Mississippi now. But um, anyway, we grew up. We grew up in subdivisions. Um, we both love outdoors, and you know we played sports and stuff like that. We had, you know, we had dogs, but you know we didn't have farm. We didn't grow up with a farm lifestyle. But um, we got married in 1987, and we have four. We call them kids, but they're all adults now. So uh, we have Cameron that's 26, Chelsea that's 24, Carly Ann that's 21, and Corey that's 19. And Corey's actually here helping us today. Come say hello, Corey. Yeah, step around. Step around over here, Corey. And this is our baby boy. You're going to have to squat yeah. down, Corey. He's about, uh, how tall are you now? Eight foot 12? He's 6'2". He's 6'2". And, uh, of course, we're, he didn't get that from the alderman side of the family. Yeah. We're all it's short and dumpy. It oh. comes from the Persick side of the family. Patty's got cousins, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Corey's over here manning the moderator booth uh, for us to get us through our first time. So, thanks, Corey. Go man your duties. Somebody <laughs> might let a troll slip by. We can't have that. Drop the hammer, son. <laughs> um, but anyway, we uh, we ended up moving to uh, a three-acre, uh, what do you say, uh, lot, I guess it was. Yeah, it was a it lot. Was, it was yeah. a subdivision lot. Yeah. and uh, But that's where we first, you know, was we got our chickens, and I, I, I guess that was me because I just... I like the farm lifestyle, and I was the one that was interested, and I kind of brought Tommy along, kind of pulled him yeah. along. So. Yeah, I didn't have any of that coming up. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, my, my mom and dad cared nothing about growing their own mm -hmm. food. They, they grew up in, in Depression era Mississippi. Yeah, they actually grew up here in Mississippi, yeah. where we're at now. Yeah. But um, anyway, so we started gardening and stuff like that and there was a man that was down the road from us that uh, we Tommy and I both knew I don't know I just felt like I've known Mr. Stump all my life what yeah. about you not well but I knew who he was well I didn't go uh, Mr. Stump was the uh, the maintenance man at Baker High School mm -hmm. I didn't go to school at Baker High School so I didn't know him as well as Patty did mm -hmm. uh, but everybody in Baker uh, knew Mr. Thomas Carl Stump easy. Yeah, yeah. 
and he was just a great man. And he's actually the one that helped us get our first dairy goat. He taught us how to milk goats, and you know, just got. He's just a wealth of information. He's always had goats. He uh, actually, they milked cows and and everything when he was growing up. He actually grew up in Mississippi. Yeah. But uh, he did not too far from this, this place where Tommy's daddy grew up. Yeah. But they didn't know each other then. They did know each other back in Louisiana. Yeah. So everybody knew Mr. Stump, yeah. and a lot of people knew my dad too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Well, so we did. So that was in Baker, um, and we we basically started doing the goats and the chickens, and uh, the chickens came first, I suppose. And you know what they say about that? Chickens are a gateway drug. And uh, they opened the door for, for all the, the other stuff. But uh, and there's a lot of other stuff that came with that. A lot of other came us. with it. But yeah. anyway, it was all for us. It just was for our family. We, yeah. We, and really with the goats, I guess we got into the uh, milk goats um, because the cost of, we had four kids and the cost of milk was just going out the roof. And it was the first time it hit four dollars. Yeah. Something in the mid 90s, I think. Yeah, it was. It was because it was after Corey was born. He was born in 97. But anyway, we, uh, I started understanding more about how our, what was in our food, how our food was produced and everything. And I thought, you know, if we're going to pay that much, you know, I just assume be producing it myself and, and where, where it's something uh, more nutritious for my kids and everything. So that's, yeah. that's where the goats came in. Yeah, we knew. I, I remember thinking when we started looking at the cost of feed and stuff, we realized that we weren't going to be producing milk really any cheaper than $4 no, a gallon. But no. Patty's deal was, if I'm going to pay $4 a gallon, it's going to be worth $4 yeah, a gallon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, instead of just kind of milk-flavored water that you could get from the store. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? I didn't mean to say that out loud. Yeah. How are we doing? Golly, we've only been at this for four minutes, and I feel like we're just almost through our program. <laughs> I, we did mean to say that. Look, guys, bear with us on a couple of fronts, okay? Uh, we've got this program mapped out. Um, because we've never done it, we don't know really how long it's going to really take uh, to do it. Uh, we appreciate all the folks jumping in and saying hi. We've got yes, folks jumping yes. in from uh, Norway. And oh, wow. um, I, I see uh, uh, Danny and Wanda have jumped in uh, yeah, hey from guys. Deep, Thank Deep South Homestead. We appreciate it. Everybody's saying hi. Yeah. One of the things we're going to want you to bear with us on is that there's no way we're going to catch all these uh, all these comments. <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to talk to y'all and also talk to you through comments too. It's going to be a little overwhelming for us. I it's think it's a little first overwhelming. <laughs> I spent almost 20 years in law enforcement, and there was a time in my life in the in the midst of my law enforcement career where I had a very acute divided attention skills where I could be doing four or five things all at the same time. Guess what? I ain't got that no more. <laughs> so if I get to looking like a deer in the headlights staring down like this, it means comments are flying by and I'm trying to keep up with them. So uh, the other thing is we have outstanding internet service here. Yes. Um, we've got fiber internet. I'm actually plugged into the uh, router directly. <laughs> But for the last week or so, we've been experiencing temporary outages. So if suddenly we go on the screen or if it goes blank, hang with us because the outages only last for about two minutes and we'll be back, as, as Arnold says. What else did we say to bear with us on? Uh, just that we're new. We're just new we're to new. this. Yeah, oh, we're new. <laughs> there's one other thing. For those of you watching, we're using OBS, Open Broadcaster Software, and um, so I don't know how the, we had a lot of trouble when we first started testing 
with the audio and the video syncing up properly. And so I've played with as many settings as I can figure out, but I have no idea how closely the audio is synced to the video. If you've got any tips on using OBS on a Mac uh, to get the settings just right for the audio and video to sync properly, it's OBS Studio, by the way. Let us know. We'll appreciate it. Um, I guess you kind of tell them what, where we're at now uh, since we moved to Mississippi. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we moved here uh, in 2000 and we brought with us the four kids. We brought all of them with us. Yeah, we didn't leave any we of those behind. Them to get them. Though my mother-in-law and father-in-law would have been very happy if we'd have forgot a couple, but, but we didn't. We brought them all. Um, anyway, we brought a few goats and a few chickens. Yep. Yep. And now we have a lot of goats and a lot of chickens, even more chickens. Kind of, it's a funny story. The first thing we built on this home site was a, a shed for the bar, for the goats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we had a shed for us, we built a shed for the goats. That's right. And um, we actually have a, a milk cow now. That's been a dream of mine to always have a milk cow, though she's not bred right now. That's a story in itself. Yeah, yeah. We may have to do another <laughs> show on, on just on that. But anyway. Um, so we do have cow milk. We can't sell that legally in Mississippi, but we can sell our goat milk. So that's a huge blessing. And we're kind of going over with our goats. We're doing um, milk goats and we're doing uh, meat goats. So that's a, kind of new for us. We're kind of transitioning over to that this year to having some, some meat goat blood in our herd. Where we'll have a, a little bit meatier dairy goat. Because dairy goats can be very uh, skinny, I guess you'd say. Um, They're dairy. They're dairy, yeah. That's the way God made them. That's right, that's right. We also have, uh, we've had turkeys before, and I, um, I've just ordered some midget white turkeys, and I'm really excited about having them, because they're like they're more like a homestead turkey. They're the size for a homestead, so I'm, I'm excited. We do sell, uh, um, uh, we slaughter chickens for sale, and we're planning doing that with some turkeys, too. I see Wendy Benjamin has commented that she's not allowed to sell her, her goat's milk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. different state. Every state has, yeah. has different, different regulations, yeah. you know. But it seems to me like there's a trend toward more freedom. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that because there may be some people in states who say, no, on the contrary, it's going, uh, it's going the other direction. But I've just seen some news stories where, I can't remember where, certain states... Uh, farmers have won some some yeah. recent victories on yeah. you know, yeah. being able to sell even raw cow milk in uh, some places. Yeah, so yeah, that's really really cool. That that would be awesome. I see some like Dolly says she has a video delay. You know, I just don't know. We go. Uh, yeah. We're gonna uh, we're gonna work on it, and we'll 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 improve. So we're kind of ahead of schedule. I think um, we we thought that might happen that we might rattle through stuff. Mm -hmm. um, well, but but you haven't told them about your pigs. Oh, well, that could take up the whole rest of the time. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, so. yeah, we raise American guinea hogs. And uh, maybe one time if Patty's like out of town on a Sunday or something, I can have a whole hour to talk about my American guinea hogs. But then who would be here to stop you from just going yeah. for two hours? Yeah, that's right. We'll just keep yeah. going and going. I love American guinea hogs. Just so here's the short story. They are a heritage breed of pig. And we've got tons of videos uh, on our YouTube channel mm -hmm. about the American guinea hog. Um, they, they grow very slowly. They're a lard hog, so they produce more fat. Um, one of my favorite things about them is they're such efficient foragers. They don't require a lot of input from us, uh, especially during uh, the spring and summer when uh, things are green and they have lots of area 
uh, to, to range and, and eat from. They, they really do a good job sustaining themselves. Yeah. The, the taste is unparalleled. Uh, the problem is, whereas a, I hate to use the word typical, let's say commodity hog that you would find on the market, you can get one of those suckers to 250 pounds in six months. Or less. Or less. It yeah. takes every bit of two years to touch 200 pounds on a on American guinea hog. So, yeah. we're in, in fact, we're learning that that sort of makes them not really commercially viable. Right, right. Um, because you'd have to have so many. They have small litters, six to eight mm-hmm. per litter. They have a decent amount of litters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, they'll have three, at least three a year. Yeah, but know, two to three. Year, two to I guess. three, and we would prefer them to have two just to let the mamas rest. Sometimes yeah. that doesn't work out. But, right, right. But you'd have to have them in such vast numbers um, to have enough of them at the various stages of growth mm-hmm. for it to be a commercially viable enterprise. Mm-hmm. So, but know. it is the best pork I've ever eaten. It is. It is very very. I mean, good it pork. is shut your mouth good. <laughs> you know, so. The fat is is distributed inside the meat in these little balls, and they just go when they. Uh, do I need to do that again? No, no. That's how. That's how. It, it tastes very, very good. So, um, Wendy says she used to make soap with lard and goat's milk mm-hmm. many years ago. We love yes. the lard. Yes. That's another reason we like them because yeah. Patty loves. They're to a cook. lard hog. Yeah. They are a lard hog. Yep, Grandpa's farm. They are indeed cool pigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Bear Homestead said, "Are you a member of Slow Food?" We yes. are, if our membership hadn't expired. No, we're still, no, we're are we still, still are? Yeah, yes, we are so. still a member it's of, last of Slow Food. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, see, look at y'all distracting me over here to this thing. This is just, you can't do <laughs> this so on cool. TV. It is uh, so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, I haven't actually got to make soap with our lard yet. I have made so- lard soap, but it was, you know, I had bought it from the store. But that's a goal of mine at our farmer's market that uh, I attend. I bring bread to the farmer's market, and um, we've started producing more and more vegetables, so I'm able to bring vegetables also. But um, I want to start producing uh, soap made with our lard and even with our goat milk. And because with our farmer's market, we don't do crafts. Um, we want it to be an authentic farmer's market where it's the farmers bringing their goods. But seeing as that I would be making the soap with our lard, with our goat milk, that would be something that I would be able to sell at our farmer's market. And I would really like to do that. It's just, boy, time, time. It's hard to have the time, especially at this time of year when I am baking for the farmer's market and, you know, trying to manage the garden. And I don't get to bring that many vegetables to the farmer's market. But I do put up all of our vegetables that we eat. So it is a very busy time of year. My goal was to have, be making soap in February where I would have a supply, but I didn't do it. Yeah. So. Uh, Wendy, Wendy Benjamin commented that she said, I only did pigs once, cried like a baby when they went no. to slaughter. <laughs> let, me, let me talk about that for a minute because yeah. it, I did want, if we had time, to talk a little bit about why we do the things that we do. Yes. Or why we do them, how we do them. By that I mean no chemicals. We don't put any chemicals on our, on our plants. Um, we don't we don't put any chemicals in or around our animals. We don't use hormones. The only time we would ever use antibiotics, and we haven't yet, right. is if they were sick. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, because we're going to take care of our animals. You know, we we, we take, take care, care of, our of ourselves and our kids. You know, we're not right. against medicine. That, Plus, that's helpful, but we're against using medicine when it's not needed. Right, and when, when you have animals that live as God intended them to live, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. When you do with pigs, for example, as Joel Salatin, who's one of our heroes, yes. uh, when, when, as he says, if you honor the pigness of the pig, um, allowing a pig to live like God designed it to live, they don't get sick, you know? Now, if they're all in tight little quarters on concrete, you know, breathing fecal particulate all the time, I can see where you might have illness problems, but we don't. So to, to Wendy's comment, it's because we, number one, we love God. We, we love that we believe God knew what he's doing. Mm -hmm. um, one of my sayings is God's been a long, God, a, God has been God a long time and he's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he knew what he was doing when he created these animals and designed them in, in, in certain ways to live in certain ways and flourish in certain ways. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and in return, we love our animals. Uh, the Bible teaches us that a righteous person is kind to their animals. And so we, we love our animals. So, Wendy, I can tell you, when it comes time for me to process a pig, it is thoroughly unpleasant because I love these animals. Uh, when I have time, I love to spend time with them, especially the babies. I should have got a, a clip because oh, we have yeah. got a litter of baby <clears throat> pigs that are the tiniest little things we've ever seen. And well, they, they always seem like they're so tiny, but, yeah. but you know, because the other ones are this big and the babies are this big now, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. But but here's the thing, Wendy, and, <clears throat> and anybody else who, who uh, here's what I would encourage you if you're thinking about pigs but wondering if you can get over that. First of all, the answer is no. It, you know, it, you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel flippant about right. taking right. an animal's life. It should be something done with honor and respect but, but here's the way that I cope with it, I guess, if that's, for lack of a better word, is it's my job to give those animals the best life possible while they're here that's at right. Alderman Farm. That's right. And in return, they provide us with incredible quality food. And so our pigs live as stress-free a life as possible. We make sure they've got plenty of wallowing areas, we, you know, plenty of fresh water mm -hmm. um, all the time. And so freedom from predators as much as we possibly can. So they, <clears throat> my pigs are living large here yeah. and have a great <clears throat> life. They do. And so when it comes time for that unpleasantness, you know, we say a little prayer and, um, you know, I know it sounds weird to thank the pig, but I tell them thank you, you know, because they, I know what they're providing for my family. And, um, that's just kind of that's just kind of how we do it, you know. And uh, we do what we do here because we believe God instituted a, a plan for agriculture. Yeah. Um, there's a great book. <clears throat> I would, uh, we'll probably have a link to our reading list in the description here of mm -hmm. this video, and it's on that reading list. It's Joel Salatin's latest book, um, and I can't remember the exact title, but "Pigness of the Pig" is is in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, we honor the godness of God by honoring the pigness of the pig. And so anyway, I, I'm glad we had time to get that in. It's only 517. You mean <laughs> That's we right. I feel That's like right. we've been talking an hour already. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yep, Wendy says, totally agree. Uh, free range. Let's see here. Let me Let's see, Karen. Karen, I think, is asking about the Bielefelders. Yes, the Bielefelders. <laughs> and it was amazing. We had some... Uh, yeah. Bielefelders are a German breed of chicken, and yeah. we had them for a couple of weeks before we knew yeah. how to say that. Yes, yes, and you remember the man's name? That, that Lars Voltemaden. Yeah. Lars Voltemaden, one of our YouTube viewers, yeah. uh, actually sent me an audio file. Yeah, we're talking to get, well, first he it. sent you 
the writing the way you yeah, say it. Yeah, he spelled it out phonetically, <laughs> and I'm like, Lars, that ain't helping me a bit. <laughs> so, and so he he's said, sending the voice message. So yeah. And, and, I, and I hesitate before. I, I feel kind of silly, silly, silly saying it but because uh, I'm scared I'm going to say it wrong. But uh, I real, I'm really excited about those chickens. Um, we need to do an update video on them because yeah. they're pretty much full grown. Yeah. You know. And that's maybe one show that we're going to maybe do is to talk about the different breeds of chickens because I'm actually trying out three different uh, breeds of chickens for our meat processing and, and, and also egg laying. I've got some Delawares that are growing right now and we also have the uh, uh -oh, breasts. Breast, American breast. American breast, yeah. And so I'm trying out those three different breeds for our meat production, and of course the midget white turkey, and and also we're gonna they'll the Delaware will also be, will be using their eggs for, for our uh, egg business also that we do. We sell our eggs at the farmers market. We won't be using the American breast eggs for our egg business. No, we won't. Well, <laughs> yeah, they, they're small. <laughs> we kept thinking, you know how chickens will. When they, a young yeah. chicken, when they first start laying an egg, they, they lay small eggs and they kind of mm -hmm. gradually get bigger. Well, these suckers have been laying eggs now for months and they're still, mm -hmm. they're little tiny teardrop shaped eggs. You know, they're not, I mean, they're bigger than a quail egg or something, but. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're about the size of the, the egg when, when chickens first start laying. You know, they just haven't gotten any bigger. Um, somebody just asked what makes those chickens cool. Um, they're, uh, they're naturally sexed when they're born. The females have like a gopher stripe on them, and um, they're a larger chicken. They grow faster um, for my meat production. You know, they're, they're, we probably, I mean, of course we'll use the eggs if we're not hatching them out. We have an incubator that we can hatch, we hatch our eggs out in, but uh, that's what, that's why they're, I'm excited about them. And, and with the breasts, I see, let's see, um, who is that, just so that they process. Uh, some of their breasts and you know I'm just I'm just curious uh, we have a few roosters of course we ended up with more roosters than hens and so we have some roosters that we're we need to process like yeah needed to process last month yeah but anyway so uh, I'm yeah. interested to see how that meat is going to be it's supposed to be very very good meat one of the uh, some some people refer to the Bielefelder as the uber chicken yeah um, of course, I, you know, you could find somebody saying this probably about every breed. Did you realize, by the way, that there were 11 billion <laughs> breeds of chicken? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's just so many. But so somebody may say this about other breeds, but I haven't seen it. I have seen the Bielefellers referred to as the uber chicken. Um, just because they're big and apparently, mm -hmm. I, I guess they lay big eggs. They do. They, they're supposed to lay a bigger egg. Um, Somebody said, get some ducks. We've had ducks. We've had Muscovy ducks. And I enjoyed having the, the ducks. And I really like the uh, meat of a Muscovy duck. Um, there's a really funny story about Tommy killing our first Muscovy duck. Another show. We'll tell yeah, him on another show. I, I won't tell that on him. Me and, anyway. that, me and that, the short story is me and that sucker went around. And, and he, around and around. And he was an evil duck. He was an evil duck. And he just wouldn't <laughs> die. You can't kill them, sucker. Okay. But uh, anyway, we have had them. And we really enjoyed having them. But I had a problem... Uh, we have two gardens. We call one the barn garden, and it's smaller. And then we call have one we call the big garden. And it's out a little bit further from the house, but it's fenced in. And, uh, of course, we have it fenced in with all the animals we have to protect our food. But anyway, uh, I kept going out there to pick my peas, and they were shelled already. And, and, and you know, they were up high. They weren't down low. They were their top pick, I, I would imagine, and they were shelled out. The, and and the uh, pea shell was still up there. And I thought, 
well, gosh, is a mouse crawling up here, eating my, eating my peas? I couldn't figure it out. And one morning, I got up real early and went out there, and my Muscovy ducks were out there shelling my peas and eating them. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they were hard to contain, and eventually, we ended up losing them. Yeah. yeah. They also found their way to our pool, and so it was yeah, yucky, yeah, yuckiness that we won't discuss yeah. on, on, on the TV. But, uh... Hey, Andy Allen, our one of our favorite local chefs yes, from the Jackson yes. area, who is all about local food. Yes. And one of these days, we're probably going to have uh, Andy on one of our shows yes. to do a, a guest yes. interview. Mm -hmm. He actually wants to do a uh, pork processing uh, demonstration. So let us know if you find that interesting. But mm -hmm. so, hey, Andy, and uh, Andy jumps in and he asks if um, I've lost it. Let me let me see if I can scroll back down. Oh. Let's scroll back up. I want to make sure I get it right. He's the one that said oh, get some oh, ducks. Oh, he's the one that said get some ducks. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, well, was take you, that. <laughs> All right. No, he says, is buying eggs and hatching them more financially viable as opposed to getting a rooster to fertilize your chicken's eggs? I don't think so because you have to no. buy the eggs. Right, right. And and here I'm getting uh, $4 a dozen for our eggs. I, I really feel like our chickens now are, are, are supporting themselves. At one time, I don't. I feel like we were going in the hole with our chickens. And um, I did buy a used incubator uh, for a hundred dollars, and it's and it's a big uh, hundred and eighty egg incubator. Yeah, it? yeah, it's Something a like it's that. a big one. I big got a really good deal. Incubator. And I paid for that incubator the first year I hatched out chicks. Yeah. Um, now since then, as Corey was growing, because I mean I've been doing it for about five years now. Uh, that's when he was growing. Yeah, he's I think he's still growing a little bit. But anyway, as he was growing up, for him to make extra money, that was. Uh, one of the things I let him do was to hatch out the eggs and everything. But no, I think it would be much better for you to uh, have a rooster and hatch your own eggs. And, and especially if you have a breed that will set a nest, um, you don't even have to have an incubator. Oh man, Big Family Homestead says, where can you get those Beely Felter chickens? We're seeing six of them, six eggs for 50 bucks. I, we yeah. saw that too, but. Yeah, I actually, um, I found a lady that was local. In fact, she called me just the other day. I forgot to tell you that, Tommy. Um, but anyway, I bought a dozen eggs for $25, and we have three hens that hatched out, and Emu eggs, Grandpa's farm says, emu eggs? <laughs> no. Oh, I would hatch out some emu eggs, though, if I had some. Uh, not me. I've had enough Is of emus. Dickies? That's another story. No, I don't think it's a Dickies, Big Bear, Homestead. Um, no, that don't ring a bell for me. doesn't ring a bell, and it's not in here. We can't look at it. But uh, Yeah, I'll have, we'll have to look that have up. To look that up, yeah. And uh, tell you what it is. It's an older model, I think. You know, it is, yeah. It's an older model, but it still it works great. I can still get parts. I've got the brochure. I just can't think of the name of it right now. But been very, very pleased with that. So, so Andy, going back to, to your question, um, you know, depending on the you've seen from the commentary here with uh, Big Family Homestead, depending on which type of chickens you're wanting to hatch, you could spend a fortune buying eggs every time you do that. Whereas if you've got some hens, mm -hmm. you know, you buy the eggs the first time, obviously, if you don't have any, you hatch them out, grow up the, the chickens and the roosters together and start collecting eggs. And then once you have enough, you know, eggs will keep at room temperature or what? I mean, I usually just leave mine. I mean, we use them up so fast, but I think I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about eggs you're collecting for the oh, purpose for the of the hatch. I usually don't collect them for longer than ten days, and then I yeah. try and get them in the incubator. So you can keep them at room temperature for seven to ten mm -hmm. days prior mm -hmm. to incubating, mm -hmm. and uh, without affecting your your rate. So it's much more financially viable to mm -hmm. hatch your own eggs. 
And Grandpa's farm, uh, you said uh, you'd hatched Rhea eggs. That's what Tommy kind of chuckled and said, we've had enough of emus. We actually had Rhea's that we raised. Uh, we got on the end of that uh, little, uh, yeah, what do you call it, uh, sucker little craze. Yeah. <laughs> and a sucker so we, born every minute. We, uh, we were actually living in a subdivision at that time, and uh, we uh, was having them in our backyard. But we ended up, I think, did we give them to the zoo or sell them for $25? Sold them to the zoo for $25. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but I would love to hatch out some more eggs. Yeah, uh, I'd like an omelet with one of them. Yeah, we ne well, we never did get to try uh, the meat. So it was No, we didn't get meat. to try the meat. So, yeah. hey, maybe we, we might try that. Hmm. But we won't pay what we paid last no, time. No, we won't pay what no. we We're not going to tell these people what we paid last time either. <laughs> I, I don't remember what we paid. I just remember Too the much. total of what we paid. Too much. For the fencing and all that stuff. Yeah, Roxanne says her dad had ostrich. They're mean. Them suckers will yeah. kill you. Yeah. Like, uh, well, the uh, what's that other they one? They will dropkick you. Yeah, the emus were really bad about that. The ostrich I don't think is as bad as the emu. And then there's another bird that's really, really dangerous. Yeah, it looks like a raptor. It's got that thing on top of its head. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what you call it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they they bad they bad to the bone. Uh, let's see. All right. Hey, go green for living. Glad uh, glad you joined us. Yes, All right, how yes. we doing? Let's see. We're, we're only good. halfway home. We could. We're doing good. Man, we're just. Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Mm -hmm. So. Well, we're going to tell y'all to start sending us some questions, but look, y'all already. Yeah, they're already, already throwing, done that, they're throwing so. them in there. So good. Yeah, so, yeah. We have we do have a little. Um, a few little clips we wanted to show y'all. We have we wanted to have a little segment called Our Week in Review. And we ha we've had a very eventful week this oh, week. Oh, man. A very eventful yeah, it's, week. It's um, been an eventful week, which if you live on Homestead, mm -hmm. you know, is there ever a week that, that it's not eventful? Yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, I, I think this was a little more eventful than, than normal. Yeah. So first yeah. thing, uh, I don't remember what day it was, but first part of the week, we noticed we, we have one Jersey cow full-grown, and um, we have a calf, it's not really hers, adopted, and uh, we started seeing her in places outside of the fence, and we're like, wait a minute, you know. So we started walking the fence line, and we got to an old section of fence that's been there for 10, 12 years, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And we put that fence up when, when we didn't have two nickels to rub together, yeah, yeah. and uh, we didn't have enough T-posts and uh so it's too much distance between the t-posts but um you know when you live on a homestead you got to make do with what you got right so we're we're walking around and patty says let me go get that stick i got an idea so she starts weaving this stick through that fence until she got it woven all the way through there she i mean she has got mad seamstress skills and she got that <laughs> stick all the way in there dug a little hole with my machete uh, to stick it in and then what we did was we took a, a, a grapevine and used it as natural cordage wrapped around the top of that tree and um, tied it to a nearby tree to hold it up straight till we had a chance to go go to town get some more t-posts and fix it proper mm -hmm. well i went to town that day and got those t-posts you know yeah. where they are right now they're in the back of my truck they're still <laughs> in the back of my truck but the good news is honey hadn't hadn't gotten, she out, hadn't yet. gotten out yet so so That's then good. so then it was like Two days worth of honey because what happened next? Oh, well, somebody just asked about that too. Uh, has the garden recovered? Uh, we'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm Ava, sorry. Ava Kinsey um, says she loves your boots. Uh, we've oh, actually yeah. got a video about that. Those are Patty's Allegra boots that yeah. she wears all the time to uh, take care of her 
planner for Silas. <laughs> so we've got a whole video about that, and I think there's probably a link in the description if you want to check those out. But so so we had that issue with honey and a fence. Yes. And so either I guess maybe it was the next morning. Well, a few days later, it may have been a few days. A couple later. days we had later. A few days to recover. I'll go out to the barn early one morning. No, no, I sent you out to pick because my back was out. Oh, is that what it was? That's I went out to pick. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly beans. I see the green beans moving. And I'm like, well, who's in the garden? And Because uh, it was not me. Yeah. So it, it come to find out it, it was honeybee. Yeah. And uh, yeah. She, she wiped out probably. And, and see, you can see uh, corn stalks sticking up. That was my heirloom corn. Uh, the gem, the, yeah. uh, I can't think of the name, glass gem corn. I was so disappointed. I don't know if I'm going to get any more. I still have stat snap beans uh, standing, and actually, Corey and Tommy picked them after Honey had been in there, and they got seven pounds of green beans out of it, and this made me sick. This is our Cherokee purple tomatoes, oh, man. and they're just, they're just dilapidated, I, and I've been meaning to talk to Tommy about it. I think we just need to cut our losses and grab all the green ones and you know, let yeah, the chickens well somebody, over there. So. Well, somebody had, had recommended just leaving them there uh, and see if they made. Well, you know, we've had such a bad worm problem. True. That uh, I, I, That's what when I was out there yesterday, I saw how bad the worms were. Um, and they're still just, they're just rotting on the ground right now. I, yeah. I picked quite a few rotten ones. So I think we're going to, we might would do better if we were to go ahead and pick the green ones. You know. Yeah, we, we might do that. Yeah. So, um the uh you know she took out i don't know a third of the beans maybe yeah yeah that's a good well and then yeah about a third about a third and then it's like she just weaved in and out you know knocking down big sections of the of the snap beans and then probably half of two full rows of tomatoes oh no more no three-fourths of two rows. Wow. Yeah, three-fourths of two rows. We just have a fourth of those tomatoes. It's, it was, is it Homestead? Oh, no, mortgage, mortgage, mortgage Lifter. lifter. I, Cherokee I don't know Purple why. and Mortgage Lifter. I can't remember the name of that, but um, yeah, we just have a fourth of each of those rows left. So I think if we just, we need a place for our uh, the Bealeyfelders to, to run, and so I think that would be a good place. You're not so, helping, Sue. Uh, yeah. Sue says, I couldn't help but laugh at the cow. Sorry, she looks so sweet. And she, she is sweet. She is a sweetheart. But you know. Patty's scared to death of her, but just because she's big. Not you know, when but, I'm on my side of the fence and yeah. she's on hers. Well, obviously, that know. don't matter which side of the fence he's on because she can get on the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, that's obvious. We have hot wire up now, and so far it's working. But I almost feel like that could possibly be our fault that she jumped the fence because... Um, you know, some snap beans just automatically get away from you and are huge. And the animals are there watching and waiting, you know, wanting some kind of little morsel out of the garden. And I have been feeding honey yeah. big snap beans. So, yeah, you know, you, you know, so I guess I need to put a sign up for Patty that says, please don't feed the animals. <laughs> There's a reason why you see those signs at the zoo. And we need one here at the Alderman Zoo. So, um but you know it happens and what do you do you just keep going right that's right um i see grandpa's right. farm said he mentioned the cow event in his latest video about homestead heartbreak we'll have to go check that out oh yeah yeah that's um, great. yeah my homesteading project says i was surprised that the goats didn't join her it's because i got out there soon you know yeah. she, she obviously hadn't um hadn't been there in the garden 
Um, but sorry, I lost my train of thought. We just got a text message from my daughter, Chelsea, saying, take y'all's glasses off because of the glare. You know, here's the problem with that. He I can't, can't see, see anything now. I can't. He's read. older than me. Yeah, so I'll have to do like this. No, I'm sorry. We'll figure. We'll we'll work that out. Thanks, Chelsea. I appreciate what you. That was a great tip, actually, and you're right. Yes, yes. Um, but I'm just going to have to deal with moving the lights in a different angle. Mm -hmm. It's tough to do video when you have glasses, but yeah. it's all about the angle of the light. And apparently, I don't have it. I don't have it correct. Now, Karen says, "Do you have cow milk now?" Um, well, we don't. We have a calf on the cow, which I don't know how much milk she could possibly be given because it's been, oh, probably, it's been two years, I believe, since uh, she had her baby, and we bought this, no, we were given this calf. Tommy did some work for a friend of ours, and uh, he exchanged with a, uh, for a calf. Anyway, he is nursing her, but he can't be getting hardly any milk, but I have thought about locking him up and seeing how much milk I could get from her, so... Which we had a bad experience. She was due, what was it, back in, after Christmas sometime, March or something like that. And, I mean, to me, she grew. She looked like she was bigger. Yeah. Uh, I thought her bag was filling out and everything. And we never got a calf. We never got a calf. Yeah, so we don't know if she lost it or not. Yeah, we just really don't know what happened. So we, we, we just have been dragging our feet and haven't let her go visit our cousin's bull, you know, which we need to get on. Yeah, we do. So... So that was, you know, the uh, Go Tigers. This Dana Thank jumps you, in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he loves that. Yeah. Hey, Dana says, how do you handle farming with back problems? Well, yeah. And, I mean, it's just, I caught my back going out. I've not been to a doctor or anything, but my back goes out. And, uh, actually, this year, uh, I had found the Allegra shoes, so I was able to garden. Otherwise, I guess we wouldn't have got a garden in yeah. because Tommy was really sick. What did you have? I forgot what you had, but you were sick for a week. Yeah. The week that I put the garden in. And then, of course, you know, then he had to recuperate after from being sick. And so... Uh, Plus, I have a full-time job. Yeah, he has we a full-time job, too. Yeah. I work for a, a public safety software developer. Mm -hmm. uh, I spent 20 years in law enforcement. Now I work mm -hmm. with a public safety software developer. Mm -hmm. I work from home yes. most of the time. I do have to travel some. But, you know, I, I do have... Oops, I hit the microphone. I, I, I do have work to do you know, during the day, so right. that, hurts, that, right. that but, limits my... But, like, even on the weekends, I, he wasn't able to help me because he'd yeah. been sick. Now, our daughter, Carly Ann, was able to help some, and our son, Corey, helped me some. But anyway, uh, I did the garden mostly myself. Everything went great. Tommy got well, it was about the time for weeding, and my back went out, yeah. and so it was all on him. Uh, but anyway, I was able to work a day and be down for two days, work a day and be down for two days, and so this is the first time I've ever had such issues. I know what I need to do. I need to exercise. Yeah. I need to build up the muscles in my back. I need to stretch my, stretch. Uh, what are those things called in your legs? Tendons. Hamstrings. Hamstrings. You know, yeah. uh, I, that's what I need to do. And so it, it limits me, and, it, and, it, and it, it affects what gets to happen around here sometimes, you know. Yeah. So. yeah. Good question. Yeah. So. Uh, let, let's see here. So we had yeah. we had those two fence issues, um, but uh, Patty did have a very productive day. Um, oh yes. When, what was that? Two days ago. That was Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday we mm -hmm. had gotten our hands on 160 plus. 160 ears of. 160 uh, ears of G90. G90 corn, yeah, from Mr. Cloyce Wilson's farm. 
Yeah, and so um, she set herself to processing corn. Corey, yes. Corey was not here. He was at work. I was at work, uh, tied up, couldn't couldn't lend a hand. And so this woman processed 160 ears of corn by herself <coughs> and filmed the whole thing by herself. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. So not not great. Not the greatest. <coughs> oh, she Excuse did Excuse me, fine. filming and voice. She did great. Um, so she 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 filmed her, herself shucking everything you know from from taking it out of the refrigerator to shucking it to scraping it as you see in this clip right here uh, to bagging it up and putting it in the freezer. She did all that in just a just a few hours, a few hours time. So um, my wife is bad to the bone. She can do so much stuff. Uh, I, I say all the time, the old men in every community we've ever lived uh, love my wife because she's such a hard worker. She doesn't mind getting dirt on her fingernails. and uh, She's got fans among the old folks uh, everywhere we've been. So anyway, that was a, that was a very productive day. Oh, mm -hmm. and here's the thing. Uh, now, let me tell you this. We've got videos on all three of those that you can go see that are already on our channel. Fixing that fence with a stick, uh, the cow in the garden, and the cream corn. Uh, mm -hmm. But I was going to say, not only was she taking care of that <clears throat> corn, at the same time she was doing that, she was doing tomatoes for salsa. How many tomatoes? Do you know how many Oh, pounds? I don't know. I forgot to uh, weigh them. I didn't do that, but it was 14 I think it was 15 cups of tomatoes once I uh, got them cut up and everything. Oh, well, yeah. So well, that but, took a whole bunch of tomatoes to make 15 yeah, cups. Yeah, I don't remember uh, what it was. But I want to uh, comment to Grandpa's farm. He said, but you never creamed the corn. I call that creamed corn. I think it's kind of half and half um, because <clears> it does have the milk. It's not whole kernel. All, all whole kernel, some of it is. It's kind of a mix. And so I don't know what, what yeah. I would do to make it totally creamed I guess it would have to be in a food processor I don't know but um anyway that we call it more cream corn than yeah. whole kernel Karen you're but right Patty does rock <laughs> I guess that's just semantics uh, grandpa you mm -hmm. know family yeah you know, what families ever referred to as, as mm -hmm. cream corn yeah yeah um, that's a term that in fact my mom also referred to that's cream yeah cream corn uh, no cream or anything. It's just cut off the cob and, uh, you know, with a little butter in it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's what my mom called uh, cream corn as well. I see what you mean. Yeah, cream corn. You thought it had cream and flour in it. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Um, I do know um, my mom. Some people do that. Some yeah. people, that is what some people refer to as cream corn. Okay. Maybe most people. Maybe so. Maybe so. But um, I know my mom has uh, added milk to corn before, but I don't know. I, I don't know any. A recipe for that or anything like that when so. I, actually when I was uh, <clears throat> when I was getting ready to release that video to YouTube <clears throat> I was doing some research on how to title it um, best so that it would get the most views and things like that and uh, I saw several cream corn videos that do exactly that uh, grandpa there was a, um, oh, really? a, a chef the, showing his recipe and it involved heavy cream, light cream, uh, flour. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. very, you know, so um, 
I, I, I knew that some people, when they said cream corn, it actually meant corn that had cream in it. But hmm. Well, that makes sense. I always thought it was called cream corn because of the, we call it milk uh, that comes out of the corn. It's, you know, it looks creamy. So that's why I thought it was called cream corn. Yeah, see, Dana, so. Dana says she's from, uh, he or she's, sorry about that, from Louisiana. And that's the way they put up cream corn. Oh, okay. You know? Well, good, so. good. It's not just our family thing then. Yeah, apparently not. Just yeah. a, a, from from the area. Mm -hmm. So, um, <clears throat> every week, Patty mentioned the farmers market mm -hmm. a little earlier. Patty is actually the market manager for mm -hmm. our local farmers market yeah. here in Brookhaven. So we've been a vendor for for uh, for a number of years. Yeah, since so it started. We're since in our ninth started, year. This ninth year. year. Mm -hmm. And uh, but Patty has additional duties other than just preparing. Again, this woman is amazing because not just preparing our stuff for the farmer's market, her stuff, the bread, uh, which she did. Um, when, do you, when do you do your baking? Uh, I, I usually make, uh, everything that I make is sourdough except for French bread, which I didn't put the French bread on here. Um, and I do different varieties that's showing the uh, breadsticks right there that are uh, sourdough uh, breadsticks. And then I'll do the uh, rolls also. Uh, sourdough and sourdough loaves. I do um, basil sourdough and regular sourdough loaves and cinnamon sourdough. But I uh, mix up my sourdough on Wednesday night. There's the rolls after they've been baked. Um, and that's where the internet crashed on our very first live show. <laughs> so we were supposed to go an hour, ended up going 45 minutes. But luckily we got that worked out uh, for we haven't had that problem since. So anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, reach out to us at radio at aldermanfarms.net with uh, any questions or comments. And be sure and hop over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash user slash aldermanfarms. And catch us on a live YouTube show currently airing Sundays at 5 p.m. Central Time. Thanks a lot. Goodbye.